0: You're listening to The Cell Phone Junkie with Mickey and Matt, your source for news, reviews, and questions about the cell phone industry. Visit us at www.thecellphonejunkie.com. Hello and welcome to The Cell Phone Junkie. You are listening to show number 21. My name is Mickey Paplon, and I'm joined again with Matt. Matt, how are you doing tonight?
1: Great. This is, and of course, 21 is my age, so I'm to roll. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Even I don't believe that.
1: Uh, of course not. I guess I can. I mean, i got a 10-year-old that has a phone, so I guess that would be a little young.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Well, tonight, I'm, I'm really glad to have you back. The last, uh, the last show, uh, unfortunately, I know we had some <laughs> unforeseen circumstances, and so we couldn't have you around, but uh, got through the comment show, and everything uh, went well. It was, um, you know, in my opinion, it was, it was a lot of fun to, to hear the, the questions that everyone had and hopefully got some answers to them. So.
1: I love about it is the fact of uh, man, the, some of the questions people ask, man. It's like, I mean, we're not talking... People are asking some detailed questions. Yeah. I mean, they're not. It's not like, oh, what's this? No, it's like, hey, what about this or this or that or that? I mean, they get some detail, which is yep. really neat.
0: S- some of the stuff about you know n- different navigation software and stuff like that. It was great, yeah. great to hear. So it is cool. Well, we it's been a week, and and like I said on the last show, we're gonna from I think going forward, it's it's easier for both of us to do. Um, so we've kind of agreed that doing a once a week show is gonna work out a little bit better, and uh, so you're gonna have a lot more content, and the show may be a little bit longer. Uh, but at the same time, you'll be able to look forward to hopefully a more consistent uh, once a week, every Sunday type thing. So
1: they love us. Oh yeah, you know they do. <laughs> they want more.
0: Yeah, I know. So we're gonna we're gonna get through here. We probably what do we have about twenty eight, thirty seven stories, something like that today. Yeah, <laughs> gotta, no, about forty five. About forty five, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, the first one I wanted to talk about here was a story that came from CellularNews dot com, and the story talks about cell phone. Excuse me, cell phone etiquette, and uh, what it talks about is the different, not only the different age groups and what they think uh, times that are appropriate to answer your cell phone, but what is the biggest or the the most considerate region, and surprisingly, it's the West, and it comes down to all these different. That's num- a bunch of bull. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I you know. I live out west, you live out east. I, I don't really know. I don't spend a lot of time east of the Mississippi, so I can't really tell you what uh what this is all about. But it's interesting just to just to see some of the different situations um and and it kind of breaks it down by teens, adults, uh in the 20 to 55 range and then over 55 uh years of age and then kind of a uh, an average and you know, talking about where is it appropriate to make a call at a restaurant on a first date during a private conversation? You know, in a group like a meeting or a class, or inside a movie theater, and fortunately, uh, pretty much everyone um, said that for the most part, the all of these places were not appropriate, Uh, with the exception of a restaurant. All of them were within you know 10 percent or so or under of the population said that it was okay. So I don't know, and apparently the people out here in the West are even uh, even more considerate. Who knows where that comes from? Yeah, I'm a jerk. <laughs> but <laughs> you're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? The, you would never answer a phone in a movie theater. The, you know, that's well, just
1: I plead the fifth. But um,
0: oh no,
1: just kidding. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'll say hello, then walk out.
0: Well, yeah, I mean that's one thing to say. You know, pick it up and say, "Hey, hold on, just a second, and then right. you and then you walk out. It's another thing yeah. to sit there and talk and talk. For
1: me, I mean, I have if how rare I get to go to the movies with my wife. Um, when I have to have the phones on. I'm sorry. And that's why I don't believe in blocking signal in those places. But I have to have the phone on just in case something happens with the kids, you know, whoever's watching them. So I'm sorry, but I will say, please hold on a second, walk out and talk. But that's about the extent of it. Most of the time, that never happens. I'd say I've only done it maybe once or twice ever. Yeah. But it, I laugh because there's actually 9% beep, 9%. It's actually a group think it's okay. Yeah,
0: somehow that's that just, yeah. But you know what though, that's also that's the teen bracket. So we'll let you let you do the research for yourself if you're listening and uh you know you can take a look and on the different different areas here and who thinks it's okay to answer where and whatnot. So uh real quick here, I have a story from uh, uh just just a link from Phone Scoop here on the, the LG. Um actually it came from, from Uberphones.com and actually phone scoop. Uh, talks about this phone as well. It's the LG CU500, and it's the first phone in the U.S. with uh, HSDPA high-speed data. So it's nice to see, and that's offered by Singular. So it's nice to see that we're finally starting to get some handsets out that are using the new network.
1: Yeah, that's 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 just all all this is really about. And the only reason we really brought it up ourselves is the fact to show Singular's they're stepping and how they're. Markets are coming up more and more, and how you know how you know, most time they wait till they have so many markets available before they really start releasing devices, unless it's test markets. But mm-hmm. this just shows that they've found. They, it looks like they've gotten some markets up and running, so now they're gonna start launching some good phones with it.
0: Yeah, and and this is a nice looking phone. It's very slim. Um, you know, it's a flip phone, razor esque, if you will, a thinner device. Um, it's only about three quarters of an inch thick, which is a little bit more than the razor, but th- I mean that's still it's not too bad. So it's nice to see. Uh, it you know runs on the the uh, GSM eight hundred and fifty nine hundred eighteen hundred nineteen hundred, and then the WCDMA which is your HSDPA network eight hundred and fifty and nineteen hundred. So it's you like know, actually it's f- like a sextuple. Se- I don't I don't even know. It's not I like sex, don't even know. Sext band <laughs> sext band phone. Sext-
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. But it's Blew. just. Uh, but it's 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 funny how like you said how funny what you said was you said it's a razor esque phone. Mm-hmm. And that just shows how big the razor is that people actually now just do comparisons to that. Yeah, well, because everyone knows it, it's it's
0: the icon, right? And it is so iconic that we now have a, a Bono version of the Motorola Razor that's bright red to to, uh, to help fight AIDS. And the the story goes that they're going to be sprint sometime in the November month of November. They're going to launch this phone, three hundred and five dollars. For the phone itself or it's just 65 bucks with a two-year agreement, which will have some different red screen savers and other stuff on it that will – and the, a, a portion of the funds will go directly towards uh, – to benefit um, AIDS research and, and whatnot. So I don't know. It, it, it seemed like a pretty good thing. And, and since then, I know, Matt, you you want to get in on this one too. Nine. They've come out with a number – of other things, I think that they've got the iPod, uh, the Apple. I, I saw. Where did I see it? There was some, some uh, Gizmodo or something had a, a red Apple on one of the stores. So Apple's getting into this as well. Some of the different Bluetooth headsets are now red. Yep.
1: I love. I love the actual. All right, everybody. I'll admit it. I watch Oprah.
0: I'm not even going to yes. comment on it. I'm going <sighs> to let it slide by because I, I because I know. I know it's for a good cause. So keep going. <laughs>
1: Okay, I, I'm I'm a sap. That's why I watch Home Makeover. Oprah's the same way. I watch for the emotional stories and the things when she gives to people. I can't help it. But the, that's actually like the funniest. This is where I first saw this. It's actually on the Oprah show where she brought in Bono and they went out and she was blowing money that I would never have, and and I kind of found it. I, I found it funny because the Apple, the iPod was I actually. I thought the red looked really cool. Oh yeah. I thought the red iPod, the red, I think it was a Nano, and I just thought it it looked really sweet in that red. And, of course, the only thing I have with this is I I love that this is what I, one thing I like is that Sprint's going to carry it, so we're starting to see now Sprint carry the the Razor like we've been talking about, the different different Motorola's. The red looks really cool. I love the red head. I saw the one guy in the store on the Oprah show wear in the headset, the the red uh, Bluetooth headset, which I thought was really cool looking. Too bad it was an HS500, but <laughs> still. <laughs> yeah. It, which is, it's like, that's like a model, that's like the model Bluetooth headset just, just doesn't, go, won't go away. Right. And people, have, I, I've talked to people who sold the, sold the heads and they don't like it, they don't think it has great range, but for some reason that freaking thing just won't go away. That's tiny. Uh, it, yeah, it gets reintroduced with this now, so it's like it just won't die.
0: Yeah.
1: Kind of like the razor and but it was just kind of neat, though. I just that's I had to admit that's how I found out really and really got into it. And, but let me get to this point of the whole thing. What I loved about it is that the everything else that's red was like Gap was in it, certain jeans, certain things they buy or or the iPod. But it was the Motorola Razor phones that are red. They're talking about like like $17 of every purchase goes towards it
0: hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. And and it's a good I percentage. Was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I'm talking the Gap was, I mean, Gap does obviously a lot more bigger volume of the stuff, so that it'll be made up that way. But I'm thinking even those items were 50 cents, 25 cents, or whatever. Here's this thing, $17. Yeah. You never hear. So if I'm buying it, so if you put it in this, in this concept, if I buy the phone, okay, and I'm getting it for, let's say, let's. I think I saw something, it, like you said, 50, 60, whatever, 70 bucks, let's just say, 70 80 bucks and $17 that goes towards it that's like 20% of the my purchase price when i'm paying for it is going towards it which i just thought that's a that's actually a lot of money off a product to go towards 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 something like this towards a charity usually you don't see that yep
0: so i mean it it's you know it's very nice to see for both motorola and sprint you know contributing to this so it's very very good to see and and, and speaking of sprint Mm -hmm. speaking of Sprint making news we've got a couple more Sprint stories to talk about and another one that's rings true to you here Matt here on the story yeah yeah the uh, basically Sprint decided last week that they were going to raise the pay per use cost of its text messages up to 15 cents per message what's big about this announcement is that it is a constituting a material change to the service of uh, if you have sprint service if you use the text messaging on an a la carte basis pay per use basis so because it's a material change you can actually get out of your contract without paying that early termination fee now matt has some further insight into this <laughs> from some let's just call it research he did yeah. And a uh, little story for us. I know you have, Matt.
1: Yeah, I mean, looking at this, we're reading this. It, it, it's funny they did change it. They 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 be, they raised it, which I don't I don't understand because in most cases, like we've seen, most of the prices actually go down than up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like more uh, minutes uh, for the same cost. Right, and. Or more, you know, text messaging instead of being $50 for unlimited is 10 and stuff like that, and instead it's going up, which I kind of blew my mind. That, that kind of sounded silly. You think it'd be better to go down, but um, this is talks about how it's just a material change of the service, or you know, a material change where people can get out. But when I get called in, and this just this when this really this story doesn't really talk about like you said yourself about how if if you are a casual user but this story really doesn't say if you are a casual user it just says hey this is a way you can get out of your contract because it's a material change And so when I saw this story I said okay fine I'll call them up and that's when the lady from Sprint said well you know what you know what we're going to do uh, we'll allow you to get out of two lines because I have six lines because I've got family and stuff on there will allow two lines to get out because they use casual text messaging and I came back to them and I said you know what in all honesty ma'am with as many I've had major billing problems the last three months where my bill totaled over about seven hundred dollars and about five hundred of that is billing problems so I pretty much told the lady I said you know, I would uh, honestly ma'am I'd like to get out of my contract I feel that you guys have made some major errors I've had to call in literally pretty much every month over the last year to get credit on my bills every month. I said, I said I'm said, i tired of it. I'm fed up. I want out of my contract. And what makes me think about this is the fact is she said, well, let me talk to my manager and I'll call you back. I said, fantastic. Even that somebody would actually research that considering I have six lines is awesome. So I get a call back two hours later saying, you know what, we're actually going to allow you to get out of your your contract for six lines and I'm like holy crap that's that literally equals if I had to pay cancellation fees on these that equals like $900 in cancellation fees That to me that was like that's huge but this kind of gets to my point of customer service where she instead of trying to say you know what let's do this let's correct your bill get the credit on there now because this by the way was my fifth call to them to get this done instead of doing that why don't we try to keep you offer maybe something off a new phone or off your service and stuff like that instead of doing that she just said oh well we'll go ahead and let you out which yes I did ask that I understand that but but the funniest thing Mick was the fact that I was kind of figuring that they would just say no you can get out of the two and that's it too bad but here's what we'll do for you it's almost like they let me go too easily. Yeah, they didn't really take the time to... They didn't, like, try to retain me at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've been with them for over six years. And I'm thinking, why? You're not even going to try to... Huh? So my thing was to her was after that I said, you know what? Give me time to think about it. I'm going to really look now. So she really actually pushed me away. But overall, I give them props a little bit for actually maybe allowing me to do it. But then I'm thinking again, going back and forth here. I'm thinking, wait a minute, is she just allowing me because now they're caught in a bind where they could actually are really supposed to let me out if I want to? Yeah. So you know, I mean, so I'm kind of catch twenty two. I'm thinking, man, are they letting me out because they want to? Are they letting me out because they have to? Why didn't she offer me something? Why didn't she try to help me better?
0: Well, it brings up brings up a question though. Who are, who are you going to go with?
1: Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, tell to tell everybody. I'm I'm a junkie and I pay attention to people. I pay attention to carriers, plans, service, all that. And for what I get with Sprint is I my plan was a really good plan. And if I switch to anyone to get the same number of minutes, I'm actually going to pay more. So when I switch to another carrier, if I do, I'm actually going to downgrade a little bit on the number of minutes I get and possibly pay more, which some people think is crazy, but if you've ever been frustrated with somebody or frustrated with a carrier, sometimes it's better off just paying a little bit more just to get the crap out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I looked, like I told you, Mick, there's certain a certain area in New York New York, where I grew up where I travel to and I need to make sure that I have service there when I go up there once in a while. And the only person, uh, well, let's put it this way, Singular does not have coverage there. That all over network doesn't go all over that area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> T-Mobile? Uh, yeah, there's yeah, I don't yeah, no, thank you. There's just no service anywhere. I don't think T-Mobile even comes within 50-60 miles. So they're not even probably using uh Singular's network in that area or even close to it. Singular's actually when I looked on their coverage maps the, for even closest area, the closest was like 10-15 miles away and it was using another partner uh partner uh, uh service or I guess you know, another partner. Yeah, the network. roaming
0: partner. Yep.
1: So either so I wouldn't even get digital if I wanted to probably, or get their uh, high speed or even close to it. The only one that had the only piece has uh, excuse me the only carrier that had actual digital service is Verizon, and Sprint when I would be in that area was analog for the longest time. Finally have digital roaming there. And that's only because Verizon has digital there. So I'm caught in a catch twenty two of I. Uh, Honestly, if I'm really gonna change, if I'm going to at this point, I'm gonna pretty much go with Just Verizon. Just have the, the
0: one option, yeah. Yep.
1: And I've already talked to them about how many lines I can get approved, and it's not as many as I have with Sprint because I've been with Sprint so long and I kind of built those lines up. But hey, you know, you gotta go with what works. I mean, when I'm at work, I have to Digital roam. If I had Verizon, I'd be Digital. Yeah. I'm a big. I am a big fan of Sprint. I do like them, but. But if I may say one more thing about Verizon real quick here, Mick, what I was talking to you about was when I did go to Verizon, what happened there? And we talked about, I'm talking about customer service here, right? Right. And how I went to the booth, and the guy that I talked to at the booth in the mall where I live literally was almost either he was either trying to reverse psychology me into getting their service or really didn't want me as a customer because when i told him how many lines i had with Sprint and said how many i have already talked to verizon how many i wanted and what i was looking at to get this guy was pretty much doing everything he could to, to uh try to not sell the service i mean this guy was talking about oh why why not singular they have good they got good coverage and they got rollover
0: and I just Why uh? I didn't understand this I mean it sounded like just the, si- the whole situation was just really uh, just really odd maybe a disgruntled employee or something but I mean just you know the complete opposite of what you find it's you know come with us we're the best you know we can do this and no.
1: yeah and I try not to be I mean I'm, I'm an informed consumer when it comes to wireless anyways so I already know what I'm talking about when to go up there and I don't, I don't want to be one of those pricks that sorry to say that but one of those idiots that goes up and acts like I know everything I don't do that I try to just say, "Hey, how you doing? This is what I'm looking for. I uh, this is what I'm looking at. I this is where I'm switching from. I, I you know I just go and come in informed, and I don't you know. So for me, when he started talking about, "Hey, we have a single's got rollover. They got good plans too. What about T-Mobile?" And I was kind of like thinking to myself, "Dude, do you want to yeah. sell? Yeah,
0: <laughs> are you trying to sell or what are you trying to do here?"
1: So yeah. Well, I fr- got out of it what I could, grabbed the brochures left. I obviously won't be buying from that person,
0: yeah or we'll be we'll be we'll be, we'll be anxiously awaiting to hear what phone you get, so we'll be interested <laughs> to hear in that we'll <laughs> have, We'll have to have the update of you know of how it worked and obviously the porting process to get your number switched over to them. but good to hear that Sprint was able to take care of you, so
1: but now, if everybody, let me just tell you right now, uh, thanks for listening to my rambling, uh, but if any of you guys have any suggestions or what you think? or if you want to just tell me to shut up next time. Hey, just email us. <laughs>
0: yeah. Send us an email if you have a recommendation of a phone or uh, s- something that that you'd like to have Matt take a look at and uh if we have enough people that have you know, they'll let him know, maybe he'll he'll take take the recommendations and use them. Get him That's into neat. something that everyone wants him to get. So. Yeah. Anyway, hey uh, you know, I it's interesting. One of the things that I do is I use is Google Alerts. And Google Alerts are, are pretty neat because what you can do is you can set in a, a, a term that Google will use on a regular basis and scour its databases and send you emails with an alert of that particular term. So because of this show, I like to know where information gets posted about it. So I have two alerts set up, one for Cell Phone Junkie and one for The Cell Phone Junkie. Well, I got one that came back to me this week on Cell Phone Junkie, and it was from CNET. And I'm sure everyone knows CNET or, and News.com and that service. And the story is called Confessions of a Cell Phone Junkie. And actually, I got an email about this, too, uh, from one of our listeners this week who, uh, after he found it as well. So the story, Confessions of a Cell Phone Junkie, starts out as this. J- Jeffrey Gordon is a cell phone addict spending nearly $2,000 over the past year and a half to fuel what seems like an ins- um, insatiable urge to have the latest and greatest in so- cellular technology. Since May of 2005, he has switched carriers twice to get the phone he wanted. First, he dumped Sprint for Singular uh, so he could get the Audiovox 5600, uh, and then a year later, he jumped to T-Mobile to get his hands on the Jazz, the Jazz Jar, or Qtech 9000. And it goes on and on about these people <laughs> who just spend hundreds of dollars. And you can ask my mo- my wife; I she would know nothing about this. I'm on my fourth phone in the past twelve months, and I've probably spent upwards of fifteen hundred dollars. So I probably fall exactly into this category. Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> you know what? I I should say I used to be. I, I'm a, I'm a junkie, as in I guess I pay attention to the wireless industry but I don't think I replace phones as much as I used to. I mean, when I got this phone I have now the 9000, it was just because it was a warranty replacement for the 5600. Yeah. I have to have certain things on a phone. I I I look more to than just style. I love the style, but I I'm one of those people man, I got to have certain features. And and is this the same Jeff Gordon that drives number 24? <laughs> this is Jeffrey Gordon. Two, because he can afford 2000 so I don't want to hear him whine about what he spends.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting. Um, it was written uh, by a person named Marguerite Reardon, and I shot her an email this week, and uh hope to hear back from her just to kind of say, uh, you know, Hey, how you doing? I, we've got this show, too, and hopefully you can get a ch- take a chance and uh, listen to it and let us know what you think. But um, I'll put a link up in the show notes like I do for all the stories so you can read about the confessions of other cell phone junkies, probably a lot like the people who are listening to this show.
1: So You know what's funny, though, about this, Mick? Mm-hmm. Is, in all honesty, I mean, that much as we laugh about this, I bet you that this, I mean, you know, we talk about people that, you know, get addicted to like gambling or things like that. You know, I, I almost think that the, I mean, I'm being serious here too. And won't you think there's probably something where people get addicted to having the latest in electronics, puts them in debt, latest in phones and things. I mean, this is honestly, I mean, I think this there might be some day down the road that will you know, there might be a you know, uh, you know, some type of group that actually helps people deal with not having to want to buy the latest stuff every time it comes out. Yeah. I mean, they're shopping addictions, really. And uh, you know, but then on a, then a, going back to the funnier moment, I guess about this is that. Uh, yeah, I totally lost my train of thought from it there. Okay.
0: Okay. Great. <laughs> if, um, if 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 the train comes back through the station, you'll let us know.
1: Yeah, and it's and hopefully it's not a train wreck. So, <laughs>
0: well, let's go on here. This next one is real quick here. The the talk time champion of the world here, the O two Jet phone. With a talk time of ten hours, and uh boy that's that's enough to make it through an entire work day uh constantly on the phone without having to recharge. that's impressive, and it doesn't really do a whole lot else I mean it's got bluetooth and and uh, push email, which is is fine, but it's just a regular regular old looking phone um, but kind of bland kind of bland, but for ten hours. You know, this is O2, and it's almost inevitable it's a GSM device. Um, You know, it's quad band, so that would be a yes, actually, now that I'm looking at it. But, uh, you know, that's one of those things. If you're out and about traveling or, um, you know, backpacking or something, that's the phone to have because you only have to recharge it every, you know, depending on how much you use it, once a week or so probably.
1: Yeah, but since you're on the woods, and it's not a satellite phone. We we'll won't get service anyways. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> oh, but hey, guess what? The train pack. The train pulled back in the station. Oh, okay. All right. And my train of thought was, pretty soon we'll probably have an HBO special on cell phone addicts. Okay, that wasn't funny. Oh, well, no, I I get it. I get it.
0: <laughs> cell phone, cell phone special on HBO. But that is pretty y- good. I,
1: you know what? though? They got everything else on HBO. Why can't they have like a cell phone show? A cell phone show. Yeah. You know, you get the dark, the dark overhang, and people think, like, Yes, I'm a cell phone junkie. Yes,
0: I'm a junkie, at heart. Um, I,
1: I paid six forty nine for my trio.
0: Because <laughs> I couldn't wait, I so couldn't I had to wait. get it before I was and up for I my was, new every two.
1: Yes, my new every two was not there yet. Yep.
0: Well, okay. going from a ten hours of talk time to a Samsung phone with a ten megapixel camera. That's uh. That's a lot of megapixels for a camera phone. Here's the. Uh,
1: you know, you know what though? Looking at that, though, I mean, with the girls in the picture, does it look like it's that big or what? Uh. Y- what? <laughs> no, but seriously, when you see how they're holding it, does it look like it's kind of a bigger phone, like a kind well, of well,
0: it, it may be. it kind of looks to me like the size of a uh, a Sony CyberShot. And I mean here here's the details on it. Ten megapixel camera phone. It's the Samsung SCH B six hundred, which has got a three times optical zoom, five times digital, which is pretty on par with what's out there on some of the uh the the regular cameras that are out there. Uh an LED flash, which uh for what it's worth, hopefully that'll be a little bit better than some of the other LED flashes that we see on phones. Um But it has a um, a micro, an MMC micro card, and a TV out. So, yeah. nine hundred bucks in Korea is where you can get this. So, my question is, MMC micro card? Can you? I, that doesn't sound like one. You know, I know the mini SDs, the SDs, the micro SDs, but this oh, is
1: MMC. M- M- MMC is a format for I think, isn't it? This is a format for digital cameras. Is that what it is? I'm pretty sure that's MMC micro. I I know the name of MMC, so maybe this is just a smaller version of MMC, because MMC is for. I'm sure sure it's a format for regular camera phones. Well, not it camera it phones, but regular uh, cameras.
0: Well, yeah, but it's also that that is what Nokia used on a lot of their phones was that MMC standard, and it actually fits in the same slot as an SD card, but not mm-hmm. vice versa. So I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, you know
1: what though? <laughs> uh, look, look at the form factor though. When you look at the pictures of it. Man, that, that I'm I I've always agreed I always thought that eventually they'd have to come up with if they want the cameras to get better on the phones, they're gonna have to have an optical zoom. Yes. The digital zoom is just not gonna work on the camera phones, I'm sorry to say. It's gonna have to be an optical zoom, especially with the megapixels. So this is a step in that right direction. Obviously it's gonna be a while probably before we see ever see anything close to ten megapixels here. But it does show that they thought about it and said, Hey, you know what, if we really want to prove the pictures, we're going to have to do an optical. But look at the back, though, man. That's just, you know, that's it's a cool kind of looking phone from the front, but if you have to look at that back, that is really big, the way that, that uh, the no, camera is. It's a
0: 10-megapixel camera in a phone. I know, but it's just <laughs> so
1: huge. It's like half the phone. Like, it is yeah. like half the phone,
0: yeah. Almost half, half the phone. I wish they could,
1: like, in, in, you know what I would love? Is if they could integrate something in the screen or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just blowing smoke at everybody's butt there, but... But still, that would be pretty neat, and the whole TV out, the whole TV out concept, man, that kind of leaves it open to do a bunch of stuff. Think about if you could download a game to your phone and then TV out it. Ooh, and then there you the go. On yeah. your, then play the game on your home, your home, yep. home TV or something some way. Oh,
0: there you go. Well,
1: hello, TV out.
0: <laughs> well, Sprint is getting into some hot water here. <sighs> uh, lawsuit over handset locking.
1: They got, to, they got good attorneys.
0: Yeah. Well, here, here's what's going on, and I'm just going to quickly go through this. Uh, the suit is filed in Superior Court in um, Alameda County, California, that Sprint violated California law by locking its handsets to make it difficult for consumers to switch carriers without buying a new phone, as well by failing to disclose that the handsets were locked in the first place. And so basically here's what's happening. If you have a California billing address for either Sprint, Um, a personal account or business account purchased between August 28th, 1999 and September 21st, 2006. You're covered by the lawsuit and don't have to do anything. um, If you want to be excluded from it uh, and retain the right to take up an action against Sprint yourself, you can do so, but you have to fill out the exclusion request. And it has to be done no later than December 7th. So anyway, class action lawsuit against Sprint over handset locking Blah. Okay. <laughs>
1: you know what, though? I bet you they do have some good attorneys because if I'm an attorney, and I'm, I'm also going go work for the guy that's getting sued a lot, man. <laughs> yeah, well. Job security. Job but no, security. But you know what? Yeah, like we talked about before before the uh, the podcast, come on, people. Here it is. The frivolous lawsuit. All we're doing is making attorneys yeah. rich on this. It's, they've always locked their hands and said, okay, let's sue Verizon 2 then because they do the same thing. That's true, but somewhere, somewhere, uh, somewhere in some literature, I'm guessing they
0: found that the the Verizon has, you know, said something that requires, um, that is not in the Sprint literature or something, and that's where they're they found that ah, loophole. Just, this is I just know. a
1: waste of time. Well, well, I'm not saying it with, isn't, but but we, I mean, it, but it's been dealt with. I mean, we've had this. This is Sprint started this way. They've always been this way. Why now? Why in '06? When Sprint's been this way for, you know, since they really started getting going, they've always been, you know, locking the handsets because they don't, you know, they don't have SIM card access. But cow, this is, ugh, oh, Jesus, yeah. man! It's like somebody just said, "Oh, wait a minute, Sprint's getting sued. They're they already got bad publicity. They'll settle. For, they'll settle just to get their name out of the papers. Let's go after them again." And, uh, yeah. Yes. Well, on a lighter note, how
0: about some nice pictures of a Samsung slider phone? I love this this post here on Gizmodo. It's the Samsung i760, and what we got is we've got a number about half a dozen or so pictures of this phone. It's a Windows Mobile 5 uh, smartphone, which has a uh, 520 megahertz processor, two megapixel camera. It is for GSM access. It's uh, HSDPA tri-band, which I'm guessing probably for overseas. Uh, 802.11g for Wi-Fi access, a micro SD card, unfortunately not a mini SD Uh, qvga 240 by 320 touchscreen, so actually it's not a smartphone edition, it's the full pocket PC edition Uh, Bluetooth 2.0 and a slide out QWERTY keyboard and the the pictures that were taken of this were really nice and I like like the size, I like the styling of it, Uh, the form factor is really nice, looks like it's got a nice keyboard to tap on and just overall, uh, a nice-looking nice, nice looking phone.
1: It even got its own Windows button on it. yeah. see that?
0: It does, yeah. That's pretty neat. It's
1: kind of neat. And, mm-hmm. a, oh, by the way, I was going to say, and a partridge and a pear tree.
0: And a partridge and a pear tree to add to it, <laughs> yes.
1: You know what, though? Is, do you ever think that video callings are really going to do anything?
0: You know, I, I think it's going to. I think it's going to take a while before everyone gets... You, you don't have enough people that are on the data networks right now to make it worthwhile, so that's going to make makes it a little bit tougher.
1: But who is who's the market here who's the market because I, I don't if, know if if you think about it though, <laughs> most time families I mean, you can't are you gonna go after a family because the family wants to see each other? No. You can just do that with pictures, but the business caller, most time they're ever gonna use this is if they have meetings. Well, if they're having meetings, obviously you can't see everybody you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just trying to see what market video calling would ever have, but um you know, I mean that's I don't know. I, I just you know it's kind of a neat thing I think it should be just for maybe being able to take a picture why you are on the phone and be able to send it but that that doesn't have to have... Well with
0: HSDPA you can because you can have simultaneous voice and data sessions going so...
1: True, True. So, yes yeah, so this really doesn't... I don't know I don't Yeah. and like I said with Wi-Fi I'm still... When I think Wi-Fi will take off and we do see T-Mobile have devices for it but I think it's just when there's going to be, you know, when there's hotspots everywhere, not just certain areas. Yeah.
0: So. Well, speaking of T-Mobile having devices with Wi-Fi, you want a free T-Mobile Dash?
1: You know. You're
0: uh, like, no, but that's okay. <laughs>
1: because they don't have coverage of my whole town.
0: Yeah. Well, here's here's what we got. The The T-Mobile Dash is a new uh, Windows Mobile smartphone. This one is a true smartphone. Um, it's got the smartphone edition of Windows Mobile on it. Uh, it's going to be announced here in the next coming weeks uh on T-Mobile same uh base almost the identical specs to the Q uh it is a an HTC based device it's got that OMAP 850 processor 640 uh or excuse me 64 megs of RAM 128 of ROM, quad band uh only up to uh, uh the GPRS and edge though no HSDPA or UMTS built in but it does have the 80211b and g um on it. Now, I said, would you like one for free? Um, I'm going to just stick a plug in here for Mobility Today. Tomorrow, which is October 16th at 8 o'clock uh, in the evening Eastern Standard Time, uh, if you have been a member of the Mobility Today site for over a year, you are eligible what you need to do is go to mobilitytoday.com and on the front page uh, you'll see the, uh, the link there that talks about the giveaway when a T-mobile dash and you can enter in why you want a T-mobile dash and a winner will be picked picked at random at 8 pm. tomorrow Monday uh, the 16th and Dave Sacconi will send you a private message and you have to respond to him within 15 minutes. So, uh it's something kind of neat and I'm really looking forward to see who wins this and it's uh another great thing that they're doing over there. Oops, Mick. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yo, you know Dave, right?
0: Um yeah, I've met him yeah. or I've I've talked to him a few times, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, hook me up, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a member of I've been a member of Mobile, say, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: okay, yeah. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah he's he's got a couple of them. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way. <laughs> you know what I like about this phone? I'm going to tell you something. Look at it. What's different about this phone than what's different about the other phones like this? Notice how it's kind of fat and then kind of slims up.
0: Mhm. Got a place for place, nice way to hold it.
1: Right. And it's like they're they're kind of learning about these form factors and learning that hey, it fits better if we kind of fatten it up a little bit and then thin it out. Just to kind of maybe thin a little not thin it out but fatten it up and then kind of bring it in a little bit yeah make it, it more feels better in the feels hand better in the hand mm-hmm. so it's, they're, they're really starting to really concentrate how it works in people's hands so it's kind of neat I mean I'm not I'm you know I am would love this device kind of wish it obviously it's, if it's census team almost not going to have HSDPA because it, they don't have it yet but I just love this is like I said before I love watching advances and this just to me is another advance is the form factor and how they're changing things up
0: yep yep the uh... the next interesting phone um, and this is this is a really odd one here And this is the samsung serene and what it is is it's a kind of a joint venture deal between samsung and bang and Uh for those of you who are familiar with the bang and olfsen retail stores uh... you know they're known for their innovation and um, some of the the very sleek uh... svelte designs that they've they've done and this serene phone at the at this point is only available over in Europe. It's actually been around for a while. I think it's almost a year, and it's now coming over to the U.S. Uh, but it, it's it's words can't describe this. It's a flip phone that's got a a rotary um, dial keypad. Uh, type so I, it's really hard for me to explain. You have to take a look at the pictures. Really, it's a phone, and not much more than that. Uh, it's really very basic when it comes to the functionality of it. But it's got a uh, a mechanical opener on it that allows you to you just start to open the device, and, and the rest of it just opens automatically. It's it's pretty neat. It's a pretty I don't know. I. I it's about all it, I can say about on, this. Come one.
1: on, It's uglier than sin. Okay, fine. <laughs> it is. It, it. It. It's uglier than crap. I'm sorry. I mean, I. I mean, I know this. They. You never notice it. Somehow, it's almost like when you look at something like this. I think of. Car makers, where they they, they that's how they have, that's why they have concept cars. Mm-hmm. So the guys' brains, the guys the developers, the guys that design this stuff. That way, they have something to work on in between. Sometimes, so their brains never really start work, really never stop. Yeah, you know, you never heard that is how that's why they have concept cars. This almost looks like eh, concept phone. yeah, they had nothing better do. are so like, oh, let's just like develop a phone that looks that looks like crap and has a looks like a rotary dial on it.
0: Yeah. It's a little odd, but it's anyway. So yeah, okay, right. so here here's some interesting stuff and I have to read this article because it's it's really very um intricate. Um but it's something that pretty much everyone that's listening to this is going to be interested in.
1: Well can it I interject real quick before you talk about that? Uh-huh. Um but what this Samsung Serene does bring up it brings up other different retailers getting into wireless some type of form factor of wireless. You ever notice how now they have coats that have areas for phones or have built-in speakers for different things? Mm-hmm. Yep. You have, we talked about the the, the the Fossil Watch, the Bluetooth Fossil Watch. And what this kind of shows me is how mobile and wireless is kind of starting to filter into other areas, other retail-type chains. That's what I just want to point out yeah. is how we're starting to see that. Well, well. the phone
0: is very personal. And it's really it's something that a lot of manufacturers are figuring out, and they want to, and they want to do something, you know, to monopolize uh, or. Uh, it,
1: and it's know? something that you have with you, uh, pretty much yeah. almost all the time. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay,
0: that's no, okay. So anyway, so he- here's what's going on: a the uh, it's a way to get some free money back on your taxes, and it's uh, anyone is eligible who's paid long distance taxes on landline, cellular or voice over IP. So the Internal Revenue Service announced um, guidelines on how to get this, one t- this one-time this tax refund based on a 108-year-old excise tax on long-distance phone service. It's available, like I said, to anyone who has paid lo- these long-distance taxes um, on landline cell phone or voice over IP services between uh, February twenty eighth, two 2003 and August first, two 2006. Uh, pretty much everyone. So basically, here's what you need to do. To get the money, all you have to do is fill out the one additional line in your 2006 income tax return. You don't need any of your old bills. You don't need to itemize anything. There's no. There. It's just one of those things. They're just saying, hey, if you're going to, if you want to take the time to fill out this extra line, we'll give you the money back. Here are the refunds: a maximum of $60 for a family of four or more, $50 for a family of three, $40 for two, and $30 for a single filer. And it's based on the number of exemptions that you're claiming on your two thousand and six return. But that's it. Oh, yeah. So for for most people, I mean it's you know, some well, for everyone, it's between thirty and sixty bucks just back. I mean, just that they're just giving back to you if you've, you know, paid your you know, these this excise tax on your long distance service. It's fantastic.
1: See, I knew it I knew I had kids for a reason. <laughs> yeah. So now there's four of us. I'm gonna get sixty dollars. Sixty bucks and I'm, gonna, and I'm gonna tell my wife, honey. This goes towards the new phone the hello. new phone fund, yep yeah, hello <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry,
0: anyway, that's all we need to say about that. The next one here is uh some interesting photos here that have been put out um on a new trio. We talked about this before, the Palm trio six eighty, which is kind of the lo- the lower uh consumer level uh trio device that has come out that's has the same form factor as that the palm trio seven fifty v that's coming out on Vodafone, except this is running the the Palm OS. But what I'm excited about this is, and Matt, you mentioned it too, is that this is in multiple different colors now. Oh yeah. So it's not just that trio gray. It's white. It's orange. It's red. It's you know blue. What's sweet about this? Yep.
1: Imagine if they could, and they may have accessories already like this, where you can now get maybe get, you know, how some phones you can customize. Yeah. To like, you know, like football teams or whatever. Imagine if they you could do that with this for like, uh, how about I speak English now? <laughs> Imagine if you could do like your favorite team and customize these a little bit. Yeah. This is this is a step in that right. This is that step in that direction already, man. Changing of colors, you know, and they're starting to work it up a little bit. And may I say that, uh, you know, we I kind of called this a while ago when I said that they should start uh, maybe having some midterm kind of in between devices.
0: Yeah, it's nice to see that they're 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 finally starting to come out with uh, some of these. So. Uh, and,
1: I, and I called that the, and I also called that the sprint should really start carrying some other stuff, and then also a little while after that, they're gonna start carrying the razor and stuff like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I should be in some type of think tank somewhere. Yeah, I should be being
0: baby. So, something they should be, they should be sending you the money, right?
1: Oh, you know, they <laughs> be like you're
0: they're stealing your ideas, Matt.
1: Oh man, they should be like you know, we should talk to this guy. He knows what he's.
0: He knows time. what's coming up. Yeah.
1: He's in touch with the people.
0: But what? Okay, but what subject would you be taking, then, if if you're so good? What subject would you be taking if you were going to the University of Melbourne? This well, year.
1: Well, yeah. Okay. I guess I'll be. I guess I'll go ahead and take the SMS 101, please. SMS 100.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's not. It's the University of Melbourne's. Uh, excuse me. It's a person there. John Froh is institu- instituted a uh, a new class for middle school age students called sms 101 and it's a way to give the kids the opportunity to learn uh, how i guess basically to abbreviate you know common commonly used abbreviations in the english language and it's just amazing that you can that, that it's a class now
1: yeah you know, but I, I don't want this what i'd only don't want this what well, I don't oh my man. <laughs> Woo! I ain't even been drinking today either. Um, I I don't want this to become its own language where people start saying this in emails and maybe I'm on the receiving end of that email and I don't understand what it means. So we gotta kinda keep it just to text messaging. But yeah. you know what this is this goes right along with like I told you how my you know my daughter who's in first grade is they're doing podcasting. This is that step where they're kind of getting youth More into the technology, not just computers, but the other forms of technology. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. what kind of shows me is that they're really starting to kind of say to the youth that, hey, this is stuff that's really going on right now. You know what? But you know, honestly though, if if the kids of today, they're already into the techie stuff half the time, so they probably already know half this stuff already. Yeah, well,
0: you know, they'll. uh, It's just it's an interesting, you know, transition into a new. A new era that we're actually teaching how to text message in schools now, you know who would have thought
1: it's definitely different, yeah,
0: definitely, hey, uh, one other quick story here, and it's not really even a story, it's more of an informational uh piece for those of you who are interested, you know you always hear us talking about the different bands you know g s m and c d m a and and we we explain it explain what they each are on uh uh you know but here's here's a website, fr- and it really goes into some detail. Uh, it's on gsmworld.com and i'll put the link in here and it talks about the differences between uh nine, 900 1.8 you know 850 1.9 or the 1800 1900 bands uh all that kind of stuff so this is a really uh, a good good link here uh, for those of you who are looking for you know the glossary of terms so to speak of what what everything is the uh the alphabet soup of the cell phone industry so Yes. I like it. I thought it was good. Well, I've got uh, a quick uh, commentary or not a commentary here, but a comment from uh from a listener on one of the questions that we I answered last week and it's it's basically just some information for those of you who are interested. And this comes from Aaron. And if those of you who listened to show number 20, you remember Aaron uh was the person who had his Pocket PC, his PPC sixty seven hundred on Quest stolen out of his truck, and uh, unfortunately uh, for Aaron, he's he's left Quest and but he's moved on to Virgin Mobile, so that's good for him. But what I wanted to bring up was some information uh, on Quest Wireless, real quick here, and who they are and what they do, to kind of give you a better background if you have Quest in your area and you're interested in what happened. So the lineage of Quest, kind of traced back. Um, to several name changes ago and it was before Quest it was US West it, before there was access to PCS, AirTouch and US West Cellular before that. Um, the two unique features of Quest Wireless that still exist today are a one number service and a voice messaging link. Uh, the one number service is your landline number and it works with your self- when your cell phone is on. So when your landline number is dialed the cell phone rings. If the cell is not answered or if a certain number of rings the call rolls back to the landline. Or, if your cell phone is turned off, the landline rings instead. Uh, eventually, the call will go to voicemail if it's not answered on the landline. So, uh, that's obviously a pretty neat feature. The second one is the uh, voice messaging link. And uh, with it, the cell phone and the landline share uh, one uh, voicemail box. So, both services are free with the pre existing wireless plan. If you have uh, the one-number service, you want to disable it temporarily, you can do that uh, as well and uh, you know things like that. But uh, the, what happened was the PCS service that they, that they had was very spotty. Uh, the voice quality was not very good. Dropped calls were very frequent, a lot of dead zones. And they only had really had coverage in 14 different states. And so they, but they had invested a lot of money into their network. And so what they ended up doing is they ended up selling off uh, what they had done to the for, to Verizon Wireless, and the, and then took their service and brought it over to Sprint Nextel. So while you will go out and you will actually you can buy service with Quest, you're on the Sprint network. Um, so they're actually an MVNO, which is kind of interesting. Um, but there, it was just a, a real interesting little brief background that he sent me there that I just I wanted to share uh, to, for everyone, just you know, so that you had an idea of what was going on with Quest in case you had any interest in them.
1: You know what? I got a couple comments about this real quick. First thing is that the features they talk about up front there, the whole the landline, voicemail, all that—that mm-hmm. that is, that is sweet. Mm-hmm. I mean, and. I would wish something like that would go to uh, because there's some of these carriers that have local and and offer wireless too man can you imagine if that like say Verizon who's like the big boy in most of New York offered this service
0: that'd be fantastic yeah
1: that'd be awesome I mean that's just a service like that would just be so neat especially if let's say you're a a business user and used it with your business line yeah. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And oh, you, yeah. let's say you're bopping around the office and it rings back and forth. This would pretty much be a way you'd never miss a call, or if you didn't want, or if you're in your office and you haven't missed your phone, rings to your cellular for one minute. You're thinking, okay, if I give it a second, it'll ring back to my, my business phone where I can grab it again. To me, that just seems like a sweet, sweet uh, yeah. feature. And I like Quest in the aspect where they are kind of preemptive, kind of like Sprint on certain things, but then they kind of fail on the in the uh, execution. But I just don't understand the whole thing with with Verizon. I, it's like you think that since they're using Sprint's network now, you think they would have tried. To, you think Sprint would have tried to pick up
0: to pick up those Quest licenses, s- but yeah,
1: some of them. But I think yeah. uh, what I heard, I th- what I think I heard was the fact that Sprint already had a lot of spectrum in the area, and some of the licensing as and as we know, there's a cap on how much they can use in some areas. Or yeah. Not too much. So I'm thinking that was part of it. Where I think Sprint already had so much in an area that they either couldn't or didn't need it.
0: Well, and that's the thing. If you look at where they are, the Quest, the Quest service was all in the 1900 megahertz band. So a lot of it. I mean, that's that's the whole uh, Sprint network. So there right. was really no reason for them to buy more of the spectrum in the same network. However, Verizon, in many of the markets that Quest was in. Had an 850 only network, and for them to pick up and immediately have be able to transition over that equipment to have a 1900 megahertz overlay on that really made sense for them.
1: All right. So, and, and, and I don't understand is, why well, I, I understand the whole thing of MVNOs and they want to have their own customers, but man, wouldn't it be cool if you could transfer them in between? Yeah. Let's say if I had a Quest wireless phone, and I transferred it back to Sprint. Or, well, think about let's say ESPN Mobile. Wouldn't it have been sweet that if they worked out something instead of leaving everybody hanging? How about say to them, hey, since we are using Sprint's network, we don't want to interrupt your service. We'll give you the option. You can either cancel or, since we're using Sprint's network. You can actually go to any Sprint store, or we can just transfer you right over to Sprint directly, and you can go right to using their network and their service. Yep. Wouldn't that be nice?
0: It would It would be nice, but, yeah, maybe someday. Okay. So. All right, well, we've got about two minutes here for Matt's Mobile Minute, so we're going to have to be brief here because we're coming up on almost an hour. Wow. Yeah, so let's hear it. What do we got for us tonight?
1: Okay. Uh, Actually, there's two things I want to cover real fast. Number one, I want to talk about the importance of keeping your – Having a phone and keeping it charged. If some of you haven't really uh, recently realized about the amount of snow that Buffalo just got, and most people think, well, Buffalo's used to getting a lot of snow. The only difference is it was the heavy snow, and a lot of Buffalo still didn't use, use lose its leaves on its trees, so the weight of the leaves plus the heavy snow caused power outages and phone uh, lines to go down uh, in a lot of area around Buffalo. Uh, I have I have, uh, I should say, my in-laws that live there that are older older uh, folks. And what concerned me was the fact that that most of the time, if you use your power, you can at least have your phone service because it's backed up through the copper lines of the phone company until they get knocked down and they're out. So I'm thinking, man, this is the importance of having, number one, I'm from this point on, I think I'm going to be getting them a phone, and the importance of having it charged up where... Even my wife's best friend lost power, but guess what? She's still in contact with us and other people and friends and family, letting them know what's going on because she has a cell phone and she's able to charge it up and also probably has a car charger so as she can have her car and be driving around, charging it back up. So that's just the importance I want to bring to everyone about not even only having a phone, but keeping it charged so if a, something like this happens, whether it's a tornado or natural disaster like that, in most cases, even if we lose power, these cell sites are at least operational for a little while, and you're able to get a call out and tell everyone that you're doing fine. So please, try to keep your phones charged up. Keep them handy. Um, Take care of them, because you never know when there's going to be a situation when you're really going to need to use them. Um, Also, if you have, you know, because this is still a point where sometimes the landline does not work in some cases. And the last thing I want to talk about is how I kind of forgot to mention, Mick, where my, uh, you know, I know our prayers go out to the uh, family of not only a pilot but the baseball, the New York baseball player that recently uh, died in a crash, where his small pilot, his small plane hit a hit a building in New York City.
0: Yep, Corey Liddell. And I, you yep. know,
1: we, our prayers go out to the family and all that. But one of the things about this was this was actually first relayed into the news station via a trio. a TRIO, an actual mm-hmm. person on a TRIO actually caught the video of it or whatever and actually sent it into the news station for broadcast. So this just shows how people have their phones on them all the time and how they're actually now, people are catching news stories and pictures and video and sending it in, you're starting to see that more and more. Yep. And that's all I got from my mobile minutes.
0: All right. Well, hopefully you've hung on this long. I know we're we're right at an hour here, so I appreciate Uh, you hanging on for this and hopefully we'll be able to pare it down a little bit (laughs) so that they're not all quite so long, but you know, once a week we got a lot of stuff we want to make sure that you're in the know about. So uh, until next time, uh, Matt, thanks again for joining me and take care everyone. Good night, everybody.